In the New Testament book of James, we're reminded to count it all joy when we face trials, and that is difficult. Um, They're uncomfortable in the moment, but challenges have a powerful way of allowing God to shape our character. I'm John Fuller, joined by my focus colleagues, Aaron and Greg Smalley. And Aaron, um, I'm sure that as I'm saying that, you can think of a time or two where you and Greg went through some really difficult times, but you came out of it stronger, more together. I can remember we had just moved to a new little small town in Arkansas. Um, We were teaching at John Brown University, and we got news that my mom was diagnosed with cancer, and she was in Arizona. And so I immediately packed up and left and was gone. And here Greg was with our three small kids in this new town with a new job. We were living in a rental house until our house was ready, and I was gone. And I can remember, like, through that season, his support, his continued um, encouragement to go when I needed to go be with my mom, because her journey with cancer was like 18 months, and then she went to be with the Lord. And I just was so grateful on the other side of it, how encouraging he was, supportive. And I also learned that he was pretty capable. Um, he held the fort down. There were things she that I would call. You did better than I expected. <laughs> I, I would call at the end of the day and say, "Now, did you remember to make their lunch? Did you remember, you know, to set their clothes out?" And he's like, "No, they got it. Like they're making their own lunches now." And I was like, "Wait a minute. How did, did you remember they need a ride home from school?" <laughs> oh, I knew there was something. I they could call Uber. They yeah. got their own ride home. <laughs> <laughs> there was at one point. That uh, as we were, uh, we had bought a new home right before she left. And so I thought a, a great way to support her would be to have our small group kind of come over and help pack and let's get it all moved in. So when she comes home, mm-hmm. you know, it's all done and she'll be so surprised and she will love me even more. So she calls one day and I'm talking to her at the new house. Well, there was a train track. And, and so the train just happens to be going through and blows its whistle. And so Aaron goes, hey, what was that? I went, I don't know, some train. She goes, wait, are you at the new house? I went, what, like, why? She goes, please tell me that you didn't have people help move us into the new house. And I was so torn going, no, that didn't happen. And calling everybody to go, you got to move us back yeah. into the old house. And, but it was funny because I was so convinced that this would be the best way to support her and show her love. And it actually was the worst thing that she wanted. Well, it was terrifying to think of all these people that I just met, like mm-hmm. to see everything. Like I didn't even have time to pack up before yeah. I left. And so to get into my children's disgusting crazy closets and, you know, on and on. you secret drawers of stuff. <laughs> but, you know, what you're saying leads right into what we're about to hear because um, crises like your mom's health issues uh-huh. cause confusion. They, we, we tend to think, oh, I'm going to be helpful. It doesn't always work. Right. It's not well received. I mean, if you've been home, you'd go crazy on that. So I think that sets the stage for us to hear now from Jeff and Sarah Walton. Now, last time they shared about some of the health concerns that really just kept coming at their family and some of the challenges they went through. Let's go ahead and listen now as Jim Daly asks Jeff and Sarah about something they learned from the world of art. When you look at um, the way God is referred to as the artist, the the one who's molding the mm-hmm. clay, we being the clay, yeah. it, you make a reference in the book to Michelangelo and mm-hmm. his work with marble and statues. And I've had the privilege of seeing David, uh, which is in Florence, 
and it's beautiful. I yeah. mean, it's an amazing detailed sculpture of his depiction of mm -hmm. David. Yeah. But you raised something that isn't on most people's radar. What was it? Yeah, I think what's helpful is when you think of at the end of it, you have this beautiful sculpture that you sent. But leading up to it, there's a bunch of blocks that are partially chiseled away. And so when we kind of think of that in terms of what suffering does to us and what God is doing through our trials, it's the chiseling away of our, of our pride, of our self-righteousness, of all those different things that he is doing the greatest work of trying to make us more like him. And so that is hard to to walk through a trial and have that perspective, but that is exactly where we need to be, and that is what we should be praying for in the midst of a trial. So when we can see that no matter what we've walked through, we're all getting hopefully on the other side of that pandemic, and the pandemic has created such stressful environments within our home. You know, everyone's working from home, or kids are home, and it's created new challenges. And if we can continue to pursue God in his word daily, continuing to recall these things to mind, to remember that God is faithful, that he is good, that our spouse is on our team and not against us, then those chiseling away, those difficulties, those struggles is all part of his good and gracious plan for our good and for his glory. And it's, it's something that we have to, to fight for daily, you know, mm -hmm. fight daily on that. And I think part of that is, you know, just being able to continue to communicate with the Lord, not be silent. I think that's one of the enemies of suffering is just our silence. And that's where, um, you know, Satan wants us to sit in and, and just separate from community, separate from our wife and, and not open up the word of God. And we must continue to grieve in a process of lamenting and opening up God's yeah. word. And it's a process. It's no, not that there's doubt. not a season that we, we don't kind of come back and pull back, but we must continue to move through that. Yeah. yeah. I just, I really appreciate it. I remember we were sitting listening to um, an old pastor of ours, Bev Savage, and he was the one that actually, he had been there and he had given this, this picture of Michelangelo's um, prisoners. And that was what he was, Jeff was just yeah. talking about. And he referenced, he said, that visual for me, Michelangelo believed that it was not his job to chip away at it to create something, but to simply reveal what was already in the sculpture. Yeah. And so that is really what the Lord is doing in us. And he said, now when pain hits my life, instead of thinking why, instead I think, what is God chipping away at me to make me more like Christ? Mm -hmm. And that to me was such a helpful image when that blow comes and it doesn't make sense because it usually doesn't to see that God is doing something in me. He's shaping me to be more like his son that I can't see right now because I'm the shapeless block of marble. <laughs> but I have to trust that he is at work doing something good and beautiful in me. Well, Greg, um, talking about trials, that's one thing. But when you're in the middle of it, it's like a never-ending test. It, uh, when is light ever going to come? How do you encourage a couple to be patient? even though right now feels like it's going to go on this way forever. Yeah, because it's so easy to turn on each other because of the crises, that it's so important to remind each other who the real enemy is. Satan is against us. We're not against each other. We're a team. And it can be a great thing to verbalize and just say, as we walk this out, you are my teammate. You're not ever going to be my enemy, my adversary. I think really spending some time together with the Lord 
and just praying to him, trusting him. We've got the God of the universe in our corner. And with all his power and resources and love how in the Bible it talks about that in our weakness, he is strong. So we can literally boast. We can say, we're going through this crisis. We're exhausted, worn out, feel completely depleted. And yet here's God. He's going to give us what we need for today. I think it's also good to think about it in that phrase, God, give me manna for today. Like the Israelites walking in the wilderness, God would provide that food, but just enough for one day. And that's what our hope is. Let's not look a week ahead, two weeks, a month. What's this going to look like? How are we going to make it? Instead, today, Hmm. God, give us what we need. What do we need for our relationship today? And really focus on those things. And I think, too, probably the biggest battle a couple will face is keeping their hearts open to each other. Because it's so easy. Like when Aaron's mom was uh, dying from cancer, um, you know, it's so easy to turn on each other. And it's so easy for hearts to shut down. We were talking about how I, I thought I did this really cool thing by, you know, having our friend group, our small group, move us into our new home. Well, that turned out that that was really, you talk about even knocking Aaron more off balance and destabilizing her. It was just one of those things to where, you know, her heart shut down. I could hear it on the phone and then I'm offended thinking I was doing this amazingly nice thing. And therefore, Aaron and I believe that your greatest battle is going to be to keep your hearts open. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a crisis certainly shuts your heart down. So keep battling to go, what do I need today to keep my heart open to my spouse so we can connect in in whatever even tiny kind of small way? Well, and part of that is giving each other the benefit of the doubt. Because when I finally really figured out that he, in fact, did move us into this house, I knew that his heart was good. It wasn't my preference because I didn't know where anything was in the kitchen. And, you know, I came home and I'm For like, months. okay. Where's such and such? Where's this? Where's I that? knew where nothing was and it was very uncomfortable. But I knew that his heart was good. And I will say this, the benefit that came from that, those people that got into my messy um, world in this rental house, they became some of my closest friends I've ever had. Well, that's keeping the long view, the perspective that this isn't a forever season. And I love the reminder to keep your hearts open toward each other. Uh, It wasn't a crisis time, but Dina was gone for a weekend, and I painted the hallway a certain kind of yellow that she hated. (laughs) I mean, within days of her getting home, she she changed that one. It's sort of like, okay, sometimes even in not stressful circumstances, we mean well. So um, be reminded of that as a couple, and if you need practical help for weathering the storms, either that you're going through or that you will go through, because they're going to happen, get a copy of the book by Jeff and Sarah Walton called Together Through the Storms. We're going to send that out for a gift of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family today. Join the support team. Be generous with us. Help us do ministry to couples literally around the world. And uh, if you've benefited from what you hear today, make a donation. And uh, when you do, we'll send that book to you as our expression of thanks for your partnership. The details are in the show notes. And if you're at a serious point and the crisis isn't letting up and you're feeling like the marriage isn't going to make it, give us a call, please. We have counselors, and we'd love to tell you about a program. Uh, We've referenced it here before. It's called Hope Restored. 
It's a marriage intensive that can change your marriage. And God can change marriages and bring healing. Uh, We'd love to see how he might do that for you. Call us and we can tell you more about Hope Restored. Uh, We'll also link over to it in the episode notes, of course. Next time, Dr. Julie Slattery joins us to share how to be an encourager to your husband. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.